The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey. We are glad that you are with us today and it is already August. That is hard to believe. So summer is almost over and I, I hate the thought of that. Kids are thinking about back to school. It's, it's, it's scary. Yeah, it's pretty cheery. We started the show out pretty cheery. <laughs> <laughs> in studio, Vinny's well, with us today. Hey, Vinny, how are you? I'm, good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It is summer. It is. Well, yeah. yeah uh, it's been a little uh, warm. It's been a little okay. warm. And Robbie's right. here. We're, we're missing Al tonight. And uh, we had a, a person that was going to join us but was unable to. So maybe they'll join us next week. So you're going to have to tune in. And listen for that on who may be joining us next oh, week. Oh, next week is going to be exciting. Yeah. Next week is a big week. It is. We are going to be live. We're live now, but we, we're, going, we're going to be not alive. We're going to be live at the Kernersville Community House. And you can look that up on the internet or go to masculinejourneyradio.org and you can click the link for directions. And, and it's just four days away because this is going to happen on Tuesday, not Saturday when you normally listen to the show, but Tuesday night. Yes. And we'll be recording it to go on the air on Saturday. So you're invited to come out from 5.30 till uh, 9, I think is when we have it. We have the the place reserved and we'll have the pre-show. You'll be able to set in on that and listen to it a little bit. Uh, Maybe discuss some things with us. And then you'll be able to listen to the show as we do that. And then the post-show. And usually the pre-show and the post-show are usually pretty fun. Yeah, you hear all sorts of things that you would never hear. (laughs) (laughs) That we don't cover on the air. The Vinny will share the secrets. Of that. <laughs> if, if you know I'm, they're in there, but you just never have heard them. Yeah, just come because if I'm going to be there, you're going to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> at yeah. me. Yeah, you need to be there. It's going to be a great night, and that's again coming up this coming Tuesday, Kernersville Community House in Kernersville. And so, please join us. We'd love to have you. Of course, it is free. It's just a night to get together and have fellowship. And looking forward to uh, seeing some of you again, or or meeting some of you for the first time. Tonight, we're, tonight, I was talking about, it's already yeah, on this Tuesday. Afternoon. Yeah, you're already in Tuesday. I'm already in Tuesday mode. Okay. Um, but today, what we're going to be talking about is a topic that our pre-show, uh, we really struggled with the topic a little bit, because we were talking about forgiveness, and we're going to do this topic for the next few weeks, and kind of see where God takes us. We have plenty of things that we want to talk about, and we'll see where, what God opens up to us, but this is a topic, Robbie, that a lot of people struggle with, isn't it? Yeah, and the closer it is to home, the more difficult it gets sometimes. Absolutely. And so we're going to listen to some clips like we always do. We're going to talk about some topics. But some of the things that we're going to try to cover over the next few weeks is forgiving others. I think when you talk about forgiveness, that's what often comes to mind is the people we need to forgive, um, whether they deserve it or not, which will kind of go into that. But we don't often talk about when we receive forgiveness that we know that we didn't deserve and what that really does for our hearts, or forgiving yourself. That's pretty difficult, isn't it, Vinny? That's a, a topic that a lot of people struggle with. That is a very difficult uh, a struggle for me, at least I know. But once we get into the show, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll get with it. And then finally, one that uh, you don't often hear, but forgiving God. Are there times that we need to forgive God? And so we're going to 
cover those over the next few weeks. And uh, so I'm going to start with a clip. And this is a clip from the movie Trouble with a Curve. We're going to use clips from that movie tonight. And it's a, it's a movie on the surface looks like it's about baseball. And it's really not about baseball. It's about a relationship with a father and his daughter. And it's been a really a strange relationship from each other. We'll hear in this clip, but it's their journey as they try to work towards forgiveness. I won't really tell you how that story turns out, but it's really what that movie's about is learning how to forgive or the need for forgiveness. And let's listen to this first clip where you have Amy Adams, who plays the daughter, talking to Clint Eastwood, who's a father, about her perception of the relationship. Do you know what um, therapy is? What? Therapy. I've been going since college. It's a long time. Just needed to talk to someone to help me deal with why you left me. Did I say something wrong here? I needed to um, understand why after mom died you took a six-year-old to live with an uncle that she barely knew and you left her there for a year and you didn't even call, not once. We came here to watch baseball. We didn't come here to talk. I know. Everything is okay as long as we don't talk, but there's, there's no TV and there's no game on, so... It's just you and me, so I... I need to check here. And then you did it again. I had you until I was 13, until you sent me away to boarding school, and then nothing. And you were gone. Middle school, high school, college, nothing. And for a long time, I thought that I had done something wrong. And that's why you left. But then I figured out that's just how you wanted it. And so I acted like it was okay, because I didn't want you to know how bad it hurt. It's not the time or the place to be talking about Are you kidding? There's never a time or place. What are you doing anyway? Why did you start all this? You're amazing. As we listen to that clip, you can definitely hear some pain in her voice, can't you, Vinny? Definitely. First of all, that was a great movie. But the pain was really in his heart as he... As the movie continues on, he sh- she shows him what a mistake he made. Yes. And, it, you know, he needed forgiveness, and she finally forgave him. Uh, she was great, you know. Uh, it was, I'm s- kind of stuttering over here, but I'm actually reliving the movie in my head. And to forgive somebody, a parent, that leaves you and you're a young child and you have to go through what she went through did not have the mind or to figure out what was going on in her life because she was alone mm-hmm. it's very hard to forgive a parent like what he did to her you know i don't think i've ever done that to any of my children and if they think i did i i apologize right now and that's part of the denial that you see yeah. in him. He, you know, he is caught totally blindsided. You wouldn't think based on the circumstances he would be, but he's like, this isn't real. You don't really have an issue. This isn't anything we need to be talking about. Yeah. And why are we going here? Why are we going here? Uh, and uh, there's a whole lot there because they do. She decides to take off the mask. 
Absolutely. You know, there's the real situation is she's been wearing a mask around him. She isn't willing to risk saying what's really going on. And so in order for her to really get the love of her father, she's, the mask has got to come off Sam. It is, and it's it's not always pleasant. <laughs> as, <laughs> as we, oh, I think you could go on and say it's <laughs> not pleasant. It's just it, one of those things. It's not usually pleasant. The reason we're talking about this isn't because this is what you got to do to be a good Christian. I think we've heard, if you've been to church as you're growing up, at some point you've heard that you got to forgive people. But and that is true. But let's let's talk. We're going to talk a little bit why that was important. And if you go to Ephesians chapter four, there's an, a section in there where it talks about instructions for Christian living. But right ahead of that, in Ephesians four twenty seven, it says, "And do not give the devil a foothold." Well, just prior to that, it says, "Don't let your your the sun go down on your anger," and then it says, "And don't let the devil get a foothold." And so as you read the rest of that Ephesians chapter, they're describing footholds that the enemy can get. And by foothold, Robbie, what are we talking about there? Where Satan essentially has a legal entrance into your life that, that you've given him permission, unbeknownst to you a lot of times, to, to work in there. That, that you've made an agreement with a lie, you've, you've bought into some deception, mm-hmm. which clearly in her case she had, mm-hmm. um, bought into several deceptions, and he had too. And so now Satan has a foothold right there in that she is believing something that actually is not true. And he can, as you're talking, I was thinking, he can have a foothold when you're living in a truth. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the truth, her father left her. Right. But where he gets a foothold is in her bitterness and the things that she started to buy into. The motives that that. she judged her father over. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. A couple other... uh, at the end of Ephesians 4.32, the last verse in that chapter, it says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. You know, there's times I think that we want to look at someone else and point a finger, but we don't often take as clear, clear, uh, clear as look into the mirror. I can't say that right, but we don't look clearly into the mirror at ourselves. And there's other times, as we'll talk about in a little bit, that we can't see things in the mirror other than the things we've done that are wrong. And so those things kind of both happen, and it's really the enemy just playing both sides of that same coin. One other um, passage I want to bring up, it's in the parable of the unmerciful servant is what it is, and, and that's right after Peter asks Jesus, how many times should I forgive somebody? Seven times? Because that was the old law, was it right. not? And, and Jesus responds with, no, it's seven times 70. And for you guys that are mathematicians, he wasn't saying whatever that number is, is the amount of times. He was saying it's infinite, that you need to forgive people an infinite amount of times. Now, that doesn't mean you let people abuse you. That doesn't mean you let people hurt you. That's not what we're talking about. But the forgiveness of that, and it gets so strong as it goes through. Um, We'll come back when we talk about this, a parable of the unmerciful servant. But Jesus really is pretty clear in this passage that forgiveness is not really an option. That if we want to get whole, if we want to walk the abundant life, if we want to be in God's obedience, we need to learn to forgive. Yeah, it's a matter of wholeheartedness. Um, really, Sam, God taught me that a few boot camps ago. How can I give my whole heart to God if part of it's holding on to this bitterness with this person or this bitterness with myself or whatever? That I, How can I have a whole heart towards my wife if I'm still... You know, holding on to something that I won't let go. 
And it may not just be with her, but it may be a blockage for others as well, or a blockage from receiving love. There's lots of things. The enemy gets a foothold there. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the foothold. We're going to talk about this topic of forgiving others. And we're going to share some stories of when we've forgiven others and how that's kind of happened to be a good thing in our life. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org for more information on upcoming events. This is so exciting, Sam. We've got a men's night coming up for Masculine Journey Radio both August 9th and the 30th. We do, and it's at the Kernersville Community House, and you can look that up online for directions or go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to get directions. But it's going to be a night where we actually record the show from there. You get to see some of the pre-show, some of the post-show, and really have some fellowship along with us. Come join the Band of Brothers, and it's free. August 9th and the 30th, 7.30 to 9 o'clock at the Kernersville Community House. There you go, in Kernersville. Masculine Journey Radio is listener-supported, and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site, and from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support, and Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. on your mind today it always goes to those who don't deserve it's the opposite of how you feel when the pain they cause is just too real takes everything you have to say the word forgiveness forgiveness that's what we're talking about today and it's it's not an easy topic is it guys uh, Benny, is this an easy topic for us to talk about? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, all. Uh, what about you? Oh, well, no, you got lots of issues on all sorts of the coin. I got a funny story, if you let me say it. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I was a Catholic, am a Catholic, uh, and when we went to church, yeah, it was with your mother or your aunts or your grandparents, something like that. You'd sit in the pew, and I always chewed gum. <laughs> and you know the sisters in them days they looked like they whew, I mean uh, it was bad and when I seen them walking up to her uh, you know down the the aisle I would get my gum and stick it underneath the pew and stick it there and I said oh I hope she didn't see me and sure enough I worried through the whole mess if she saw me and would you not know it that you know, after the mass was over, she walked and stopped right at the end of my pew. Darn it, I am caught, and it's going to be heck at home. I got up, I got out the, you know, to the end of the pew, and she didn't grab me. I was so happy, I think I reread my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you seen a nun in the 1940s? I mean, they're scared of living daylights out of you. I have not personally but i know that uh, you've told us stories about that and maybe she did see you and she offered you some forgiveness yeah right, right. and, and that, that was, was grace. forgiveness it was yeah. grace yeah. i'm gonna yeah. give any some grace absolutely yeah uh, well, she probably had plenty else to give you a hard time about other than the gum i'm assuming <laughs> <laughs> robbie when we left we we're talking a little bit about this matthew passage of 18 22 where where jesus is talking to peter and he tells him a story of the um, unmerciful servant. Can you share a little bit about what that story is? 
Yeah, this guy owed the prince in the area just a gob of money. I mean, like 20 years of wages. So I don't know what that would be in today's money, but I'm talking about like hundreds of thousands of dollars that he owed that he couldn't pay. And he was brought into the debtor's you know, situation saying either pay this or you're going to have to go to prison. And he went into his whole spiel of why you know he couldn't pay it and this is not da, 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 da. And almost miraculously, this prince forgives him this debt that's way more and the, the reason why Jesus uses the amount of money does is that it, it's like how much <laughs> we've sinned that we've been forgiven all this unbelievable amount but yet he's kind of freaked out because he's just gone through this experience he's just been forgiven he goes out and he finds a guy that owes him 20 bucks <laughs> and, and he hauls him up if, in court because he won't pay him his 20 bucks in spite of the fact that this guy was just forgiven for millions and, and, and of course, you know, Jesus is saying, that's you, yeah. that's you. And it, it, you know, that Prince, when he found out that he hauled the guy up for the 20 bucks, he threw him back in prison. Of course he ain't, he ain't letting go of the key after that one because it, it, you know, you were forgiven all this and you couldn't forgive a little. Absolutely. And it goes on to state at the very end of that passage in verse 35, Jesus says, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sisters from your heart. Not a lot of wiggle room there. (laughs) From the heart. (laughs) From the heart. The reason we play that bump in music, that song is a really good song. I think it's Matthew West that sings it. But he talks about in that first beginning part, you have to do that. You're called to take the act of forgiveness. It doesn't mean you feel like it. You often don't necessarily feel like forgiving but you got to step out in faith that God wants you to forgive because he's called you to do it. You may have every right not to forgive, but really who's being held prisoner by that? And I know you've heard that said before, but there's truth in it. I'll share a quick story. Um, my first wife, when I was married, we had a very difficult marriage at times, and we ended up divorcing, and it was really not, it wasn't as ugly as it could be, but there was a lot of animosity between the two of us. And um, every time that I'd have to see her, because we had kids and we'd have to exchange the kids, I would just get this knot in my stomach. It just this anxious for a few days ahead of time, really feeling like, oh, no, I just don't want to see her. I don't want to see her. Because I'd felt hurt by her in some ways. And I didn't really realize what that was. And so I'd went to a boot camp and I'd come back. And probably about a year later, maybe, I don't know, time kind of escapes. God woke me up and said, you need to forgive her. I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> you know, don't you know what she did to me? And he said, forgive her. And I didn't act on it right away like I probably should have. But probably four or five months down the road, it was honestly that long. It was just weighing on my heart so bad, I called her. And said, this is going to sound really weird, but uh, I forgive you for anything that you might have done and that I hold no grudges. And God led me through it. I don't even know what I said. But what really happened at that time was we had a great exchange, probably better than any exchange we've ever had when we were married. And she forgave me for some things that she'd been holding. And every time I've seen her since then, it's not like we're great friends or anything, but when I've seen her, there's that anxiety's been gone. That, that, that inner turmoil's gone. And I can't explain it other than the fact that forgiveness was just holding me bondage. And until I stepped out and did what these verses call us to do, I was the one paying the price just as she was paying the price for not forgiving me. And what we both experienced at the end of that was a relief. Mm-hmm. So guys, do one of you have a story where you forgave somebody and, and what ended up happening with that? 
Oh yeah, I had the the office manager at the yes. dealership that lost. Wow, they, you know, stole a couple million dollars, and um, that led to twenty people losing their jobs, and 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 God gave me a uh, a clear message the night before the trial that I needed to work through this because the judge was going to ask me, you know, what her sentence should be, and I knew that, and then I was face to face with her, and I hadn't spoke to her since she had been charged and all those things. Of course, my wife is a lot of people really, really hurt. My kids hurt. This didn't hurt me, you know. It hurt my entire family in a bad, bad way. And I, I don't know how it happened. I just know God gave me something to let it go. And when the judge looked at me and he said, "Robbie, nobody knows better than you what happened. I want you to tell us what you think would be fair as far as her sentence is concerned." And it was like, you know, God wrote the script, and it was my. Um, and I tried to say, well, you're the judge. <laughs> he said, no, I'm not letting you off of that. And I, then I said, well, you know, I don't see where the state of North Carolina has served to put a 65-year-old grandmother behind bars, but at the end of the day, all these other people have an expectation of justice, and I don't think she should get away with it. In other words, that there needs to be something. But I don't see any reason for any retribution. And I felt that, and I got a chance to look her in the eye, and, I, and she knew I think she knew there was no malice left. It was gone. And, and God gave that to me and it was a, a precious gift. And I always have it. Not just, uh, you know, that it, my, my heart isn't gone out, but also that I share something with her that she knows. And I know that, that God gave me a lot more than that. Yeah. And she gets to see grace. Right. Firsthand. So you'd be an obedient. I'm going to, um, Vinny will come to you here in a few moments, but I'm going to go back to the clips and find out what, what happens in the first clip the daughter kind of takes off the mask, as you said, Robbie, and uh, gives her dad kind of everything that she, he had coming. And so he's had some time to process it. And this is when he starts to open up just a little bit. There's a little bit of a crack. You can maybe see behind his mask. And so let's pick up with uh, Clint Eastwood, the father, talking. I did what I thought was right. I just didn't want you to have life in the cheap seats. They were the cheap seats. Spending every waking moment with my dad watching baseball, eating food that was no good for me, playing pool, staying up too late. Those were the best seats in the house until you sent me away. Well, I was just doing the best I know how. Only a coward leaves their kid. Well, you don't know half of what you think you do. Okay, then tell me the other half. Dad, talk to me. Please. So the saga continues, right? In there, Clint Eastwood says something that's pretty profound. You don't know half of what you think you do. And a lot of times in our own stories, we don't know what's going on on the other side. Exactly. And we may not want to know. We may want to be blind to it. But as you can see, until you can start to understand that other person, um, and you may never understand them, but to offer forgiveness will open your eyes to a lot of those things on the other side of it. And I'm going to go something we don't often do. I'm going to go right back into another clip and kind of pick up where we left off on this relationship. And we're going to see here exactly what the, uh, the father and the daughter, and let's a little, learn a little bit more about his story and some of the baggage he's carried with him. You remember years ago, down in Mobile, Alabama, they had the horse run around the field. Yeah. They used to keep that horse in the trailer down outside the bullpen gate. 
Anyway, I was talking to this, this kid I'd sign. Tell him there's no place for him in the big leagues. And all of a sudden, I realized you were gone, and I couldn't find you. I was panicking. I saw the shack there. I went. I went over and looked in, and, and there you were, with this guy. Yeah, this hand on the back of your shirt. I don't remember that. Yeah, how could you? You're only six years old. I sent you out, and then I started beating on this guy. I smashed his head against the wall. I started hitting him with everything I had. Finally, he passed out. Oh my gosh, Dad. I kept waiting for the police to come and arrest me, but they never did. And that's when I sent you out to your aunt and uncles, because I thought they'd take better care of you. I thought I'd failed you. Your mother died. A year before, and I was a mess. You have to understand that. Can't you understand that you sending me away wasn't protecting me, it was rejecting me? And I've been working really hard to not let anyone else get close enough to me to do that again. Yeah, as, as you hear that, you can really start to hear more of the story coming out. And in that more of the story, you start to find an opening in these walls that have been put up for so long of just defensiveness, of fear of being hurt again, all the different things you could call that. But you start to see that come down as it opens up an opportunity for forgiveness. Many of you thought about a time where um, you gave somebody forgiveness that probably didn't deserve it? Yeah, it uh, had to do with my son. He was a young boy when he went to Vietnam. And when he came back, you know, he he was a drinker. He, I don't know, just wasn't Jimmy, my Jimmy. And I never understood or tried to understand what he was trying to tell me until he got much older and then when he passed away. And I could not believe what hit me when he died. And I says, my goodness, how much have I missed in his life? Yeah, you know. I hope he forgave me. I'm Vinny, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he understood. And so quickly, we talk about how to do this. We talked a lot about the problem. Well, obviously, you got to turn to God and ask Him to lead you through it. And all these stories, God was the one that took us through these steps that helped our hearts free and free the hearts of others. Next week, we're going to visit more on this topic.